everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, episode 26, A Brisk Waddle, recorded May 31st, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. Periodic Table number 26, 26 is one of my favorite elements. And, and in fact, if I show Aaron on the camera, you can see that it's one of his favorite elements too, because it's right over his right shoulder. Tony Stark is the what? The aluminum man? No. The no. Uh, the boron man? He's Ferris Manus. Iron Man. Episode uh, the element number 26 on the periodic table is iron. And I don't really think I need to tell you anything about iron, but I will tell you that it's incredibly abundant. Not only is it all over the earth, but almost all meteorites are made out of it. It's uh, uh, under. Uh, uh, it's been detected in almost every star that we found, and it's uh, pretty much all over the planet, all over the universe. And uh, no red-blooded being can live without it. It's fairly important. Yes, it has uh, everything to do with uh, blood oxygenation in any mammal. So, yes. iron is a good thing. Unless you're Spock, you care about iron. <laughs> yes, if you're green-blooded or some sort of fungus-based life form, you you need it. He's also one of my favorite metal men, which is a DC uh, B cast of characters. that is, They're androids that this professor had created, and there's one of them for each element. Not every element, but there's, there's mercury, there's iron, there's lead, there's uh, platinum, which is the girl, kind of a... Kind of a uh, a Smurfette type thing. There was one girl for a while. Then they ended up, there was a, there was a girl that was also, there was a 10 and then there was another girl. I can't remember who she was. Um, they all had their own shtick. You know, 10 always tried to be the hero, but he was kind of wimpy, kind of a Gomer pile type guy would get torn in half. Uh, gold was always arrogant, you know, uh, but iron was kind of just the, he was the workhorse. And of course, Took care of business. that guy who's far too infatuated with, uh, comic books is my co-host for the show mr aaron butler hi aaron hello everyone my voice is very low today because i'm it's trying to not get my son's cold it's very deep it's very very wide baby hey everybody welcome to the periodic table Rawr. all right so we'll just move right in and the first thing we got to talk about and i don't want to spend a lot of time on it frankly because it's been talked about ridiculously too much uh but ad nauseum nauseum uh, yes way too much uh but um we have to talk about it because it's big news and we're sort of a quasi almost news show and so that's the miami and it was zombie. in florida yes and it was in florida uh <laughs> of the, course. the man who's being called the, the miami zombie um and i think the problem really um is that the guy had two front first names I mean, when you name your kid Ronald Eugene, you just have to expect that there's going to be problems with that. Excuse me, Rudy yeah. Eugene. So that's, that's uh, very typical. That's my point on that. And I heard a uh, guy, uh, a guy who I follow, uh, 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 Lamar Wilson. He does a daily funny video, and he talked about it today. And, and one of my favorite things was, "Why did you have to be black?" Because he just ruined it for black guys. Because now when I go to a, a barbecue restaurant and I'm sitting there chawing on a chunk of flesh and there's some barbecue sauce dripping down my chin, people are going to think I'm a zombie. So from the black community, um, Rudy Eugene, 
you shouldn't have done that because you were black. Uh, but you know, well, the basic no. story goes, uh, he leaves the house last uh, week um, carrying his Bible in hand um, and sometime later is found gnawing the flesh off a homeless man's face. Um, naked. Yeah, naked. And he stripped the homeless man, too. Um, and he, police shot him, didn't matter. Shot him again, didn't matter. I think uh, it, the final total was six bullets it took to bring him down. And uh, worst part of the story, homeless guy is not only alive but conscious the whole time. Ow. Yeah. Well, my, I be honest with you, I'd never even heard of the drug that they said um, that they think he was on. And it's, well, I have to pull the article up now myself. Bath it was sauce. from... Yeah, bath salts. Who would have thunk it? I mean, I, I just can't. I didn't have any idea that bath salts could were a hallucinogen, and would. It's just crazy. Yeah. Basically, what what I understand bath salts to be is like uh, heroin and LSD and crack and ecstasy all rolled into one. Hence, the bath salts name. It's a combination of designer drugs. And uh, something. So you, it's not really bath salts. No, it's not true. It's not the stuff you buy at Bath and Body Works. Are you sure? Yeah. It seemed like it would be bath salts. Bath, you know, they had Bed Bath and Beyond. I thought this is from the Beyond department. <laughs> Way beyond. Yeah. Um, but we'll never, uh, you know, we'll never know because he's dead, and he's the only one yeah. who can tell us. Uh, now, maybe when the homeless guy recovers and the taxpayers pay for uh, massive reconstruction on his face, maybe he'll be able to tell us his side of the story. But I suspect it will be something like, I was just sitting there under the overpass and a guy ate my face. I don't think we're ever going to know much about this. Right. And the thing that's, that's really strange about it is, I mean, maybe the guy was disabled, the homeless man or something, because if somebody started eating my face, I would probably get up and move. <laughs> just as a... Just as a general rule of thumb. Well, you know, I mean, I've they told my son that. Yeah, the dude was apparently just super, super strong. Yeah, um, they, they say it's a lot like when they're on LSD or um, what's that? The, PCP. Is it, no, it's PCP. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And it was an initial. That uh, yeah, that it makes them. The one guy said it was kind of funny because he's like he weighed like he weighed 150 pounds. This other person they were talking about that was on the drug, but it was like he weighed 250. Yeah, you know that just in case it was like he was he had the strength of one point one men. You know, <laughs> wasn't quite as as uh, dramatic sounding as it could have been. Yeah, so uh, you know, there's no really nothing to say about that, but we just had to mention it. So uh, yeah. moving on. And as I've said, I, I'm going to start, uh, for those who've submitted things, I'm going to give their name. That one was submitted by everyone on the internet. Thank you, internet. Yes. Um, this next one by our good friend Pete PKU, uh, getting piggy at the Piggly Wiggly. Um, a, oh, yeah. a woman in Georgia, Aaron, your neck of the woods. All right. Um, went into a Piggly. They have still have Piggly Wigglies there in Georgia, apparently. I guess there are a few. I've seen. I remember seeing one somewhere. They're not. They're not prevalent now. If you're not familiar with Piggly Wiggly, it was the first self-serve super supermarket, the first place in the world where you put uh, uh, cans on a shelf and you walk around and get them. Before that, it was the general store style. Store style. You walk up to the guy at the counter, you tell him what you want, and he gets it for you. So Piggly Wiggly is uh, um, uh, a trendsetter in that. See, there's well, trivia. There's something you didn't know. Here's, here's another piece of trivia from you. It's actually in Athens, Georgia, which is the home of REM and Third Day. Well, there you go. 
So uh, this woman by the name of Lanisha Shafay Appling, of course it is. Yes. 26 years old, um, went into the Piggly Wiggly uh, with the intent to shoplift, and her, her list is telling, uh, beer, bacon, cheese, and chicken wings. And uh, the 340-pound woman uh, allegedly tucked the items into a bag, um, yes. uh, into a canvas bag, and attempted to check out only by only putting one item in the counter. Um, not, uh, not so much knowing that, uh, uh, thinking that nobody would notice that there were several other items. She thought she could just check out with one. Uh, yeah, another shopper had apparently tipped off an employee that she was doing that. But Mark, I have to just jump in here and tell you my favorite part of the whole story. She, she tried to flee, pulled out pepper spray, as you know, cause you've read the story. But then my favorite part is where it says, the 340-pound appling also allegedly punched or that's the, the worker, in the face and spit on the 28-year employee as she successfully bolted from the Athens store. I don't think, being a former fat guy myself, a 340-pound woman's going to be bolting anywhere. Yeah, I think lumber <laughs> might be a, a more apt description than I just bolt. think that's funny. Yeah, bolting from the store. I love writers, you know, small town uh, news, news jockeys that are trying to make the story exciting. She bolted from the store. At a quick walk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a brisk waddle. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, uh, she. That's it. That's the whole story. Um, she. <laughs> the, the here's the nine one one text quote: A very <laughs> large black female in a purple dress is standing there screaming at two store employees who followed her outside the Piggly Wiggly, um, <laughs> which was filled <laughs> with a choking cloud of pepper spray. Spray. Yeah. So that's all there is to that. It don't uh, if you're if you're pay for your bacon from Piggly Wiggly. There's the story. And uh, the next one submitted by Mutt Boy O Six. Uh, well, that's a life lesson in general, though, Mark. Pay yes, for your bacon. Pay for your bacon. We're we're all we're fun of bacon here at Element Op Productions, uh, but uh, you should in fact pay for your bacon. Um, how about if you uh, skip school and go to jail? Sure. Your neck of the woods now. Yes. Yes. Sadly, we're now in Texas um, where an honor student, honor student, 17-year-old uh, high school student, um, apparently a judge, Lanny Moriarty, said he wanted to make an example of uh, Willis High School student Diane Tran by sending her to jail for the night for the night, overnight, and finding her $100 um, in Willis, a small uh, town outside of Houston. Um, yep. She warned the, uh, the student uh, pre prior to that not to miss any more classes uh, because in April she had uh, uh, been picked up for truancy. And then it happened again. The honor student, straight-A student, um, missed uh, a day of school. And was thrown in jail overnight. I'm sorry. That's a little ridiculous. The judge said, and I quote, if you let one of them run loose, you're going to do, what are you going to do with the rest of them? Let them go too? A little stay in jail for one night is not a death sentence. Well, that's, that is factual. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, and she's also well, but, she's she's a, a a student who works two jobs. Her mom uh, doesn't make much money, so uh, she's she's working two jobs to support her her uh, uh, family after her parents split up. And uh, sometimes she just doesn't wake up. Now, what seventeen year old sometimes doesn't just wake up? The ones who aren't working two jobs sometimes just don't right. wake up. Yeah, she's you know she's a she's an honor student, like she says. She's working two jobs to support her siblings. Works full time at a dry cleaners and works weekends at a at a apparently an, an, an quote unquote old folks home is what we used to call them growing up, Vineyard of Waverly Manor. I'm guessing that's what that is, and uh, lives with a family of one of her employers because you know the, the her family's just defunct. So here you got this kid who's doing everything she can to do things right. You know I, I'm a big pro, a, pro, opponent proponent, proponent of. Um, <clears throat> Uh, if you're getting the job done, you know, don't sweat the little stuff. You know what I'm saying? If, uh, for example, if, if I've got an employee, if I'm a manager and I got an employee and, um, and he's taking care of business time in time out, always, um, always on top of his game, never misses a deadline, takes care of business every day. If he wants to leave at four 30 on a Friday, <laughs> I'm not going to throw the book at him because he has to work to five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's taking care of business. Sometimes the letter of the law is just a guideline. And this is a situation where, yes, I understand it's important to go to school. I'm not for truancy as a general rule, but this is a, a time to make an exception. Do you want the honor student just to drop out of school and take her GED? You know, yeah. she could probably do that. But why, why would we, why would we encourage her to do that by kind of putting this penalty on her? And the story goes on to say that uh, after pressure from the story let out, the judge backed up. Uh, uh, actually, it wasn't, I don't think necessarily the judge did it, but uh, somebody else overruled the judge. All charges were dropped, uh, and she doesn't have to go to jail. That's good, because she'd miss a day's work, and that's money for her. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, and you know, what is she? Is the school, I mean, is the prison boss going to take her to school? Was that the plan? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Craziness. You know, there's a, there's a theme here we, uh, that we've seen again and again, Mark, when people, sometimes people in power in an attempt, sometimes even to do the right thing, just do something really stupid. Right. Really, really stupid. Aaron, ever heard the name Robert Mugabe? Uh, Robert Mugabe, yes. Robert Mugabe is the president. But I don't have any idea who he is. I just know I've heard that name sounds familiar. He's the president of Zimbabwe. Uh, He's who, the Zimbabwean president. Who's yes, uh, the, and he, not only is he just the president of Zimbabwe, he is a, a beleaguered president known for such uh, things as ethnic cleansing and uh, political corruption, um, and just generally not a good guy. Uh, he's known for rigging elections and um, uh, terrorizing uh, his opposition and controlling the media and presiding over a collapsed economy. Uh, but recently, when the list of U.N. ambassador uh, propositions, proposed U.S. ambassadors, was released, he was on the list as the ambassador for global tourism. Come to our country. We give you discounts on bullets. Yes. Free and wound not, care whenever you're shot. Yeah. And the way the UN thing works is it's not just your country. He's not just an ambassador to Zimbabwe. He's the UN ambassador. The UN ambassador for, for all global travel. Basically, his job is uh, to represent all the countries of the UN and say, travel from one country to another. Um, 
What what kind of sense does that make? Now, uh, previous lists of uh, UN ambassadors have included people like Brad Pitt, for example, um, yeah. and and Orlando uh, Bloom. He's beautiful. Yes. Um, so I I don't I can't figure out why they um, make it sense. But but Mugabe he's eighty eight years old for one thing. He's an old guy. But secondly, he's under a a travel ban. A ban well, he can't be a tourist. Right. A ban put on, uh, put in place. By the UN, he's he's currently under UN sanctions, but they think he should be a good ambassador for global travel. Is this the thing where his buddy, the president of Zimbabwe, just stuck his name on a list of people <laughs> as a just as a joke? I mean, he's not a UN ambassador for 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 uh, tourism, right? He's on a list of people as candidates, a proposed re- list. Yeah, it's a- yeah, yeah. So. I can see the president Zimbabwe like this will be funny. Look, I'm going to put Mugabe's name on this list and send it in and see what Obama does. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just don't get. I think it's time to get rid of the UN. It's time to take that building back and build some uh, 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 oceanfront property there in New York. Uh, it's just it's just over. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, they don't do anything useful, and they elect Brad Pitt for ambassadors and robert mugabe don't forget Orlando bloom yeah i'm done with that i'm done with the un but that does lead us into a next story which i'm going to skip down a little bit all Um, right i'm with you where are we going tell me which one i'm looking for it it's there it's somewhere amnesty international amnesty international criticizes the master chief Anybody who's a uh, a geek knows who the Master Chief is. From Halo? From Halo. Yeah. So BBC was running a story um, about Amnesty International criticizing the United Nations Security Council, which all there are lots of good reasons to criticize the United Nations Security Council. But what does United Nations Security Council, what are those uh, initials? UNSC. Who does Master Chief work for? The United Ooh, Nations sick. Space Command. Yes. So some low-level intern at the BBC was tasked with finding a logo for the United Nations Security Council, so which they don't have. find anything these days, Mark? Yeah, they did a Google image search, and uh, USNC came up. And so they used, in a live broadcast, they used the lo- logo from Microsoft's uh, Halo game, Bungie actually, uh, from that game, behind the uh, the person doing the speaking. Now, now that's, the, that's funny. The uh, the announcer doesn't see the graphics, right? It's just a green screen behind her. She has no idea. So she's reading this thing and being all serious. And you've got the Amnesty International logo juxtaposed with what would be emblazoned on Master Chief's armor. That's hilarious. That is. That, I mean, that's funny. That's a good one. I like that one. That's lighthearted. Yes. That's just stupid. <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine that heads will roll over that one. Yeah, somebody, some low-level intern is no longer any kind of intern. <laughs> yeah, it's now, no, but if, Aaron, I want you to try it right now. Go to Google Images. Okay. And do a search for USNC. Okay. USNC. In images. UNSC. Yeah, excuse me, U, UNSC. Now, when I did it, the very first thing in the list is United Nations Security Council, but when I click images, right, I get a whole bunch of weapons. Picture right. of Master Master Chief hiding behind a rock, and right. then like the four things over is a really nice United Nations Security Council logo. 
Yeah. Nod. <laughs> if you read the below it, it says, <laughs> so it's the UN, allegiance, a UNSC frigate. Yeah. So you see, yeah, you see a warthog and you yeah. see uh, a helicopter and you see, you see, uh, <laughs> but this person wasn't just, just wasn't paying any attention and saw, Hey, look, there's a nice logo. We'll use that. So BBC is, uh, you know, having a little trouble right now. Well, what was the, my, my brain is not working, Mark. What, what was the, the fairly low budget movie several years ago that Starfleet Command? It's like we didn't end up with a Starfleet Command, you know, the, uh, wasn't that the name of the Star Battleship? No, what's the name of the show? It's a movie, really popular, Alien Bugs had. Oh, Starship uh, Troopers. Starship Troopers. It's like yeah. we didn't end up with the Starship Troopers. <laughs> Learn more on such and such. Aaron, are, where, are you aware that you left the Hangout? Yeah, I, I hit okay. control, close something when I was trying to do a, something else. And I'm so. trying to find out my <laughs> Hangout thing and. So we'll move right along here to uh, another. Oh, that uh, uh, the uh, UNSC uh, was submitted to also by the entire internet. I saw that in a number of places. That's uh, great. But the uh, the Security Council, the uh, the Mugabe thing, that was from Pete. So Pete, it's just time to get rid of the the uh, UN altogether. And another one from Mutt Boy, <laughs> Mutt Boy O six. I love the names you guys choose. Uh, Mutt Boy's a, a new submitter. I, I don't remember a story by Mutt Boy before. Uh, Mutt Boy has been submitting uh, fast and furious. Uh, lots of it, however, is just I sort of don't consider it appropriate. Um, yeah, and Pete, I mean, if I did everything he submitted, there would be 900 articles in here. But to keep them coming, guys, I appreciate. That's right. I appreciate it because that gives me stuff to weed through, and that's great. You know, some of them just there's not much you can do with. It's a it's a good story, but not much we can comment on. Some of them are a little racy. Some of them are too old. I like to keep things just in the last seven days. Uh, but anyway, so uh, this one is uh, about an officer in uh, uh, New York. Uh, city, I believe it is. Am I right on that? Um, Adamstown. So, no, I, I'm totally wrong. Pennsylvania. Yeah, Adamstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, basically, I'm just going to su- summarize the story. There's a, 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 a perp <laughs> in a holding cell who um, is known to be hepatitis C positive. And while he was being uh interrogated questioned whatever he spit on the officer spit spit in his eye the officer got a little mad at him and roughed him up a little bit and there's video uh you you can see the uh the link when i uh, that i'll post on the show notes and there's video and he i mean he beat him up but it wasn't i mean i've had beat downs worse than that it wasn't he didn't pull out a nightstick and break his jaw uh but right. he hit him and uh and went to uh uh went to court over it the charges were filed and um he is uh now going to um no i'm sorry this isn't pennsylvania this is in uh, uh toronto canada see I've, they're, they're all running together the thing so this is a canadian cop that explains it canadians are all supposed to be nice right um but uh, the judge sent him to jail for i believe it's two years over that well, I will say I just counted it. He hit him 19 times in the face. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, he, and and pulled his pants down on accident. He didn't purposely pull his pants down, yeah. but he did pants him as he fell off the the bed onto the floor. And when he got hit about that 17th or 18th time, 
And the judge, what, what I what I liked about this thing is the judge said, uh, uh, I'm going to quote here, there's no dispute that spitting in someone's face and eye is a dreadful thing. But when a person is a victim of crime, he or she must leave it to the appropriate authorities to deal with the matter. Um, and, you know, there's there's no way to say that this criminal was not a victim of a crime. He was assaulted, plain and simple, by this, yeah. this security guard. Um and so in, in some cases, this is, you know, the, the legal system of Canada, uh, working. But in others, you know, you can certainly see, um, where the, the guard would, would be somewhat justified in doing what he did. And, and it goes on to say that the, uh, the, uh, convict was released and has since been put back in jail because he was arrested for doing something else stupid. Oh, so it wasn't Pennsylvania. It was, it was, it was, it was Canada. Canada. Yeah. It was in Toronto. That Canada. explains it. Because yeah. that's like super high level of violence for Canada, right? Yeah, because Canadians, that, you know, they all they do is is smile and be nice all the time. Uh, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Jim, Jim in the chat room says though, nineteen times is a little excessive for self defense. I'm not arguing yeah. with you, Jim. I'm not. It, it was clearly an attack. Um, it was it was a provoked attack. But, uh, you know, and the judge made a point is you, you, you can't deal with it. You, whatever the penalties are for, uh, spitting in a guard's face, hitting, getting hit in the face 19 times isn't the prescribed penalty. Right. Okay. So I guess we don't have anything else to say about that one. I've said it. That's 19 times. A little much. A little much. So, uh, are teachers allowed to have a sense of humor? Should teachers be expect their students to have a sense of humor? Uh, this is another story uh, submitted by multiple people. Um, but last last week we had the teacher who uh, did the cone of shame, put the kids in the the dog collar. The kids were enjoying it; it wasn't a big deal. Um, and she's suffering thing. This is in Tucson, Arizona. Um, a teacher gave an award to. Uh, her first grade class, uh, eight years old, I'm assuming that's first grade, uh, Cassandra Garcia, uh, came home, uh, with the catastrophe award. And the catastrophe award is the award for the most excuses for not having your homework done. And third so, grade, Mark, just to, just to be third clear, grade, third excuse grade. Me, excuse me. My, my daughter is that age and I don't know what grade she's at. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's a hand, it's a printed up award, you know, uh, one of those things that, uh, she went to the teacher store and was buying awards. Probably everybody in the class got an award of some kind. And uh, this was the catastrophe award. Uh, and the, the teacher, the, the mom didn't like it at all. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple of quotes from the article that, uh, that bugs me is mom says it's disturbing. I don't know. Poor taste. Maybe disturbing. There's nothing disturbing about that. I, th I think it all comes down to how the teacher presented it and how the kid took it. Yeah, well, you know, the, and if you look, if you look at the, the the thing, it's your tops. It's like a little, it's like a, a, a ice cream cone, and then it says catastrophe award, and it says for most excuses for not having homework, smiley face. Right. I mean, I, I think it was a, I think it was a joke. Uh, maybe yeah, it was poor so, taste, but I think it was a joke. Yeah. So the parent called the teacher. And the teacher said, it was a joke. We were all laughing. I gave out several of those types of awards. Uh, that didn't satisfy mom. Mom went to the principal. Principal said, I can't comment on classroom discipline. 
Um, and that was the end of that conversation. Uh, mm. but, but what I love about this is this, this is a news, uh, story, a little blurb that was on the news, uh, there in Tucson. And they went out and contacted some experts. And psychologist experts, Sherry Ballman yeah. at the University of Arizona College of Education. Yeah. Said this is an award. It doesn't fit the criterion for an award. Really? It wasn't an award. It was a joke. Hello. <laughs> It was supposed to be just something funny at the end of the year. That's that's how I picture it. Right. It's the end of the year. It's kind of the, it's kind of the riff where you you kind of t- label. Not that labeling is okay. Apparently, you kind of give everybody a little jab about what they did. And and I, and I, you know me, Mark. You've known me for how many years now? We met in 1990. Right. So 22 years. You know me. You know I'm not a fan of course jesting. I'm 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 not the person that will you know I'm not afraid to to make a joke, but I'm not the guy that always. That will cut my friends down in an attempt to be funny. Usually, I just I stay away from that because I was, I was the victim of that growing up, uh, being the fat guy that it, my friends thought they were being funny and thought they were just I was joking with them, but it wasn't nice. So I don't do that. But if if I was uh, to get an award at work, you know, right now that'd be like most likely to lay down lame beatbox rhythms in their cubicle. <laughs> I would say that's right. Bring it on. You know, it's me. That's me sitting in my cube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the way I roll. It's okay. And I think this is the same kind of thing. They, I, I would guess they probably had a running joke the whole year about, you know, what was her next excuse about why she didn't have her homework. And and maybe I'm making excuses for the teacher. I don't know. But uh, actually, I, I anyway, I'm done. It just bothers and me. That, scene. It just bothers me that there's sort of been like a humorectomy in schools yeah. these days it's uh you're yeah. not allowed to do anything creative or funny or or enjoyable it has to be all about you know um making the kids feel better right and and the 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 story goes on there's two different stories one is that the the kid liked it and the kid was upset by it and i suspect it was a case of the kid was excited and in the moment and having a good time with it until she got home and mom was upset and then she oh i'm supposed to be upset now yeah, I would guess that too. That's just a guess. At least that she didn't put the catastrophe cone on her. <laughs> you know, she put the catastrophe cone, and that had really been bad. Yeah. Uh, well, while we're on the subject of uh, schools and discipline, uh, I'm going to skip down to one uh, where uh, Jackson, Mississippi school uh, has now been told they can no longer handcuff students to a bar to uh, in the hallway. So that's. <laughs> I'm glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. What what one of my thing is is like is uh you know no longer yeah um, so, <laughs> uh, this is the an focus al- should be education not incarceration right. this is an alternative school so this is where the kids who couldn't make it in the regular classroom for whatever reason go uh and so uh this but it's part of the public school every every public school has an alternative campus or an alternative room or something like that um. But uh, the the thing here is that when a student showed up um, out of dress code, they would be handcuffed to like a, a handicap rail in the hallway. And it is sort of the modern equivalent of being put in the stocks. So right. you're there on public display so that everybody could, can see what you did wrong. Or you could even do the, if you wanted to make it, you know, tie it to a school thing, it's the standing with your nose in the circle on the chalkboard. Right. If you're an elementary school kid or standing in the corner if you're an elementary school kid. Just the kids that that, that, that age that are in alternative schools, if you told them to stand in the corner, they'd probably give you a few, few choice words and go outside and smoke a cigarette. You know? 
<laughs> I'll be back in a few minutes and you can, we can deal with it later and just walk out, you know? So. Yeah. So uh, Not that I'm for handcuffing. Yeah. And it says <laughs> that, uh, there's some students who had to eat their lunch while, um, uh, handcuffed to the handrail. So one hand handcuffed, the other hand eating the lunch. I, I'm not going to say I, I necessarily endorse this sort of behavior, uh, but um, I'm not really to, ready to just dismiss it either. These are kids who, by by their very nature, by the fact that they're in that school, need a firmer hand. The regular ways of doing things didn't work for these kids. They need something more severe. Yeah. Yeah, and and they even it, you know apparently with some of it was a safety issue. Yeah. So by the way, in the chat room we have a whole side conversation. Mark Element OP apparently is going to be released as an IPO, which will give you the money to buy complete video equipment and set up a studio. Uh, and Pete PKU Jim Beeson and Inferno M sixteen are all going to work for you. Okay, that's awesome. And, and what they're complaining about is that my internet access is driving, and they're they're giving me alternative solutions. Don't use Ustream. Don't use Justin TV. The problem's not them, guys. The problem is the hamsters <laughs> in the wheel at my house. Uh, that's, I, that's just me. So I just thought it was. I thought it was. I I mean this in the nicest way, guys. I thought it was actually sweet that y'all were talking about it, and you know that that it means enough to you for us to for you it means enough to you to want us to be able to live stream because when back in the original days of element op before element op was even element op there was no live stream right we started that pretty early on though but yeah thank you live video yeah go ahead anyway sorry yeah so thanks guys for uh being interested and in the chat room and and for you know denigrating my connection at all (laughs) no it's it's (laughs) i'm in a protracted war with time warner communications this is not i'm not taking this lightly but there's also not a whole lot i can do about it uh but so let's talk about uh while we're on the subject uh let's talk about a pastor who uh likes to handle snakes all right Aaron, are you familiar with that uh, particular subsection of American religion? I am. Not yeah. personally, but I, I know of it. I've, I've yeah. seen videos and, and read things about it before. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, uh, along the, uh, the more charismatic believers. You're not going to see a group of Methodists doing this. Uh, but no. uh, yeah, th- those pew-jumping, tongue-speaking type peoples, uh, there's, a, there's a, a small subset of them who, who cling to a, uh, a verse in uh, Matthew, I believe it is, uh, where Jesus says, if you go out in my name, uh, if you are bitten by snakes, they will not harm you. If you ingest poison, it will not kill you. Uh, excuse me, Mark, Mark 16, 18, and... Uh, uh, Luke ten nineteen. So those two things. You'll pick up deadly serpents and not be harmed. Right. And they took that as um, a you command. You should go do this. Yeah, as a <sighs> command. Not a, not a hey, I'm going to be looking out for you, which is the way, you know, my particular denomination, the, the Southern Baptists look at it. We say uh, that means that if you're doing God's work, he's going to take care of you. No, they thought it literally meant go pick up snakes. And uh, so these people, as part of their um, religious practices, um, pick up, handle, lay down with, uh, and just generally um, cavort with all manner of, of dangerous snakes. And if they get bitten, which happens all the time, they don't seek medical attention because if God wants them to live, they will. So that's, that's the practice. Well, 
uh, Pastor Mac Walford, uh, 44 years old, uh, believed when he got bitten by a snake over Memorial Day weekend that God would heal him. Uh, God, in fact, chose to let the snake's venom do what he designed snake's venom to do, and that is kill people. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's a. Uh, well, he was taken to a medical center, but he still still died. So. Well, actually, he was taken to a medical center after he was so close to death. They took him home. Right. He refused to to have any treatment, uh, yeah. and then and then it was uh, finally they against his will took him to the doctor. It was yeah. too late, and now, his father died at about the same age for about the same reasons. Right now, I will say this, and. Um, you know, the uh, this is not something I am a uh, a practitioner of or an encourager of in any way whatsoever. However, the person who wrote the article, there next to the last paragraph, I do take a little exception to, where she says there's not much difference between snake handling and drinking Kool Aid with Jim Jones. People die. That is not the same thing. <laughs> One is a mass, uh, mass um, encouraged suicide of hundreds of people, including children. And another one is, a, you know, an optional. If you want to come up front and grab a snake, come on, everybody. We got snakes for everybody. Um, but yeah, they're they're not the uh, they're not the same. Yeah, and one of the reasons I, I I put this there first off that several people submitted it to me, but secondly, because there's almost a sense of glee. I mean, uh, one of the the notes that was sent to me was this makes me happy. Uh, and it was like, you know, a, a, a stupid man doing a stupid thing died, and that makes me happy in the sense of poetic justice. Okay, I can sort of get your mindset there. Uh, but, you know, I don't ridicule religious beliefs on a regular basis, and I'm not going to start now. Um, right. I do think that there is a certain um, logic to saying uh, you get what you set out to get. You know, if you lie down with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is a, you know, a certain degree of rush roulette type thing. Cause I, and I, you know, you know, Mark, you know, and that some of you that listen to the one million workout of this podcast, you know, I'm a Christian as well. And I believe, uh, in the Bible, but I also, uh, understand and, and agree with Mark's interpretation of that scripture more than this gentleman's in that, just because he says you can survive it doesn't mean you should go submit yourself to it to see if you can. Right. Right. You know, so um, that's, yeah. But he says, as, uh, as, uh, it says, uh, quoting a, a previous Washington Post profile, uh, that it, when he was 15, he watched his father die at 39 from a rattlesnake bite. And not only did that image not discourage him from snake handling, it eventually urged him on. Quote, I promised the Lord I'd do everything in my power to keep the faith going. I spend a lot of time going to a lot of places and handling serpents to keep them motivated. I'm trying to get anybody I can involved. So to him, uh, snake handling is an essential part of his faith. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. And I will, I do think that's the, the next statement from the, from the author is kind of funny. Though. That's got to be a hard sell. Come join our church and risk dying an excruciatingly painful death. Or watch your friends and family suffer the same fate. <laughs> don't want to put that on the marquee, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Yeah, religion is an interesting thing all around the world. That's a whole different show. Yeah. Okay. And scene. Yeah, we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, and finally, we have a mullet update. 
And, yes. and that is a federal judge. This was submitted by Pete. Of course, Seth started this whole thing with the, uh, the Amish seven. Um, a judge rules against, uh, the mullet in chief. Uh, a federal judge today rejected the Amish. Head mullet. The head mullet in charge. Yes. Uh, a federal judge today rejected Amish sect leader Sam Mullet's attempt to have some of the government's allegations against him stricken from a hate crimes indictment, saying the descriptions of Mr. Mullet's influence and his Ohio enclave are necessary for jury to understand the case. So basically, he was saying, um, I don't want you to say everything you're saying there. He wasn't saying it's not true. He was just saying, I don't want you to say um, uh, everything that's going there because it makes me look bad. Um, right. Uh, including things like he would take other men's wives from them. If they misbehaved, he would say, fine, you don't want to do things my way. Your wife is now my wife. Yeah, it, may, it reminds me of, of Clint. I can still hear in my head Clinton's lawyer during the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal saying, Bill Clinton didn't really lie. He only did what any man caught in a similar situation would do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, talk about double speak and trying to, uh, yeah, craziness. So uh, that's really all there is to it. The judge had no love for the mullets. Uh, His request was (laughs) was stricken down, and he is still uh, going to uh, face charges for hate crimes and of course we've talked about how much we I'm love against them yeah the term hate crime find me a find me a love crime a a happy fluffy bunny slippers crime and then i'll allow hate crimes yeah you know and i just have to say it because i like saying it so much business up front party in the back there you go <sighs> sorry and what if that party was a party of two and you were a waiter waiting on them at the table weak transition i know i had to do it but let's go back let's go back to houston all right so uh now we're in houston again but we're not at a school district we're in a restaurant where um greg rubar a uh, young man who um is a a server at D'Amico's Italian Market Cafe in Rice Village. Uh, He's been a waiter there for 16 years. So this is sort of a career thing for him. Uh, There's a couple there who goes there on a regular basis, uh, sees him often, and uh, I guess they know him, got to know him a little bit. uh, But he uh, somehow they found out that his um, car was broken down. And so the... uh, the man uh, had a $26 tab, and he said, hey, I'm not going to be giving you a tip for a while. And I thought, well, that's an odd thing to say. Take this money and go buy yourself a car. And handed him 50 crisp $100 bills for a total of $5,000. Now, clearly he doesn't want him to buy a Lexus. Uh, but for a waiter, a guy who's been a waiter for uh, 16 years, a $5,000 car is probably a trade-up. Mark, you can buy five of my last car with that money. <laughs> you can buy you five 1989 Volvos. And just, you know, just use them up like tissues. Just drive one, one a day, one Monday through, Monday through Friday. You got your Monday car, your Tuesday, and then on weekends, you, you know, you just ride the bus. I don't know. So the, uh, the couple uh, doesn't want to, to be announced. They don't want to say who they are. But uh, they're just nice people who had an extra 5K and decided the waiter needed it. So that's kind of cool. Yes. 
So, you know, when we have our scumbags of the week, it's nice to offset that with nice people sometimes. But we want to go ahead and do the scumbag I'm, I'm going to go so. ahead and do at least one of the scumbags. We have three candidates this week for scumbags of the week. Um, and the first one, uh, sadly, I think is probably the least offensive. They're, they're probably going wow. to lose the contest of the scumbags of the week. Uh, this was this in is one contest you want to lose. Right. This was in Tampa. Florida, um, Florida, uh, Lee County, Tampa, Florida, uh, early Tuesday, uh, police visited a Tampa, uh, strip club or, or police were called Edward Condry Jr. 25 years old, uh, was arrested because he was in the emperor's gentleman's club, uh, 5718 Adamo drive. If you're interested. interested, um, he was inside the strip club. And his uh, child, his baby, was in the car, in the Dodge Avenger at 2 a.m. They didn't give an age, but they said toddler. Right. Uh, said the, uh, the, the he was in, in the vehicle for at least 45 minutes, unattended, while he, the, the father was inside um, enjoying a conversation with some scantily clad women. Yeah, inside the club, talking to dancers, and I'm going to add the quotes to talking since they didn't put it <laughs> yes. for us. Talking to dancers. Yeah. Well, and the thing that gets me is the guy's driving a 2012 Dodge Avenger. He can probably avoid, avoid a babysitter. I'm just guessing. I would think. Maybe not. Maybe he's, you know, in in debt to the hilt. But yeah. 2012 Dodge Avenger, that's not a, that's not a, you can't buy five of those with $5,000. You know, there's so many things wrong with that. Why is the kid even in a car at 2 a.m.? I mean, yeah. a, a toddler should be in bed at eight, not two. Guy riding a deer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a total guy riding a deer moment. This guy is stupid. He deserves to have his child taken from him, and he is a scumbag. And that's yep. all I have to say about that. That's our first candidate of scumbag of the week. You want to go ahead and, and swallow the whole bitter pill now or just intersperse yes. it throughout? Well and they'll give us a, a a better way to the stories all be fresh so we can compare better. Okay, here we go. So the next one uh, uh comes to you comes to us from Bosnia. A Bosnian couple um kept a girl who is who is now at the moment 19 years old. Uh but when she uh came to be in their service, uh she was 11 years old. And they have kept her for the last 9 years, uh 8 years as a slave in their home. A slave in their home. Uh, they would only feed her uh, periodically. They would force her to do... See, they were... What got their attention was they had the girl pulling them in a cart down the street, and they were whipping her to go faster. Uh, Saeed Makarik, I'm sorry, I'm not Bosnian, uh, uh, took a picture of the girl and reported um, Marinko Marinkovic and his wife Slavoka Marinkovic, uh, 52 and 45 um, uh, respectively, to the police. Uh, the police swooped in on their home uh, where they were arrested on suspicion of illegal uh, and cruel treatment. And Bettina, the little girl, is now in a safe house. Uh, not little girl, she's 19, but uh, she's been there. Uh, she's 19 years old and she weighed six stone. 
I had to look that up. That's roughly 85 pounds. Wow. And, and the one guy said he didn't pay much attention to the girl, but then I saw her several years ago. I go. I hope he meant later. And she was eating pig food from a dog bowl. No, that it should was, be a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scumbags. That's that. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even fathom the depravity of the mind that enslaves a little girl. And, and basically, what they're trying, what they've kind of figured out, is that the 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 German mother um, farmed out her kids so they could have a better life in Bosnia, because we all know Bosnia is uh, a mecca for uh, health and well being. Uh, and and she had several kids, and somehow she lived with this couple for a while or something they're not really quite sure but somehow this 11 year old girl came to be in their home and they treated her like uh an animal that's, that's horrible no the thing too it's weird how what kind of weird crazy psychodynamic stuff is going on where the, where more than one person agrees to this yeah you know what I mean? Do the, do the deviants just attract other deviants? Or does one deviant convince the other person to become a deviant? I mean, because I was thinking, talk, talking to my wife about the other day. I said, honey, I'm thinking about robbing a bank, but I don't know who to bring in on it because all of my friends are ethical. <laughs> you know, and I really got a problem here. I don't have any friends that are, you know, that are scumbags or, or they're willing to rob a bank with me. And she said, I know. We've been, we really need to, to develop that that uh, vertical of our friendship column because we don't have that. You know, we've got lots of breadth and wet width and ethical, moral uh, people, but we just don't know many scumbags. Well, just so. listen to this show. You're getting a couple every week. Uh, yeah. And this last one, I can't decide. I think probably the slave wins for me, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, this is a mom in uh, Troy, uh, a suburb of Detroit, Michigan, in, in Troy. Uh, a 49-year-old woman who uh, whose name was not released um, used her 11-year-old daughter to shoplift. So uh, a, a two women and two children went to an old Navy store on Saturday where they started shoving baby clothes and jewelry and women's clothing into their purses. Um, and one woman and uh, a young boy walked out of the store uh, without paying and were arrested uh for, I'm sorry. The woman and the 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 woman and the 11 year old were arrested. Another woman and a young boy got away. Uh, the 11 year old girl had a pur pur purse containing stolen merchandise. Told the officers her mother gave her a purse. Told her to walk out the door and wait by the car. So the girl's mother got away with another boy and the other woman. Um, I'm mix, bu butchering the story, but basically, um, what happened was the the mom was at home. The daughter was in jail. Police contacted right. the girl's mother, and she said, no, I'm not coming up there. Denied everything. Left her 11-year-old girl to rot in jail had, and refused to come pick her up. Yeah, that's scumbag. I'd have to go with the middle one, though. I think the Bosnian couple wins. And Pete, Pete PKU in the, in the chat room says that we need to stick to the funny stories, Mark, because the scumbag stories are too much of a downer. So maybe in the future, you and I could collude on the side and we could go ahead and pick the scumbag of the week and only bring one scumbag story. No, I think they're a sorbet that cleanses the palate. It makes the lighthearted stuff uh, more palatable. Maybe. Yeah, and we got a couple of votes for number two, major scumbag. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
nine years beating pig food out of a dog food bowl. Yeah, they win. They win. They got it. Um, yeah. Do we know where we send their prize to? Is it we have an address or um yeah, it's care of you're a scumbag lane. Um <laughs> Walla Walla, Washington. Okay, moving on to something. I need something nice. How about the love of a dog for his owner? Or really okay. to anybody who'll feed it. Uh, this is uh we gotta go to China for this one. Um there's a Chinese uh, 1,100-mile race uh, that uh, people go through. It goes for about 24 days or so. Uh, it's a bike race across China. And uh, uh, Xiao Sa um, is the dog. Uh, and one of the cyclists' name is Zhang Hang. He's 22 years old. Uh, found the dog on the, on the highway. Uh, it, looked, it was tired. It was obviously hungry. He fed the dog. The dog began to follow the man on the bike. And continued to follow, and continued to follow for all eleven hundred miles. And what's great about this is it says that there are times when some of the bicyclists, where they were going up the steep hills into the mountains, couldn't handle it, and they would they would actually ride a bus up the hill. But the dog, <laughs> the dog made it. The dog ran up the hill, did every step of that eleven hundred mile race just because a guy gave her some food. So that's cool. That's impressive. Yeah, I always love those stories about dogs and cats and things that find their way home. Like, what's the far, far from home? Um, that kind of thing. But, you know, this could be an instance where, because this guy was was Chinese, right? And I'm thinking of Korean. He could just been like packing lunch by having the dog come along with him. Yeah, I knew somebody would get on me about that, uh, about mentioning the dog's food. But I, I'm, I'm absolutely honest. If I was Korean, I would have lived in Korea. I'd have no compulsion about eating a dog. We talked about that before on the show about pets versus food, why some animals are considered pets and some are considered food and what the difference really is. And the only difference is, is the way we look at them. Yeah. I mean, they're here in Texas where we sort of lived and died by the horse for so many years. Uh, uh, you know, the people would never consider eating a horse, but other parts of the country, horses are considered, uh, you know, prime eating. So yeah, it doesn't bother me to eat that other people eat a dog and I probably would too, but yeah, yeah, that was a bad joke. Well, in Miami, there's all kinds of different fare available right there on the street. <laughs> Including homeless guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving right along. How about uh, this one I'm calling, and this is from, again, our friend Pete, Yokieto Jail Time. Everybody remember oh, yeah. the uh, the uh, dog, uh, little Taco Bell dog? So here's a True. dude. Go ahead, Aaron. What? I was going to say a quick bit of trivia for you. If you are like me and you love superhero movies, one of your favorite superhero movies would be Mystery Men, who happened to be directed yes. by the same guy. That the did guy the Taco did Bell the, commercials? Uh, Taco Bell commercial, yep. Awesome. So uh, in Huber Heights, uh, Illinois, outside of uh, Chicago, if I have my yes. stories right, um, a man, uh, late at night, goes into uh, Taco Bell, uh, goes through the drive-thru, and they say he's kind of being a jerk the whole while, uh, uh, power sliding his tires and stuff. And in the process of, you know, getting him his food, they leave out a taco. They leave out a 99-cent taco. Okay? Uh-huh. He um, pulls back around through the drive-thru, berates them. They give him a taco and says, you know, sorry about that. Um, and he's chewing them out. Then he drives around to the front of the building and plows his truck through the front of the building to get back at them for skipping out on his taco. 
That's one expensive taco. Then he pulls his truck out and drives it home. Badly damaged, leaking coolant and oil, and all the police had to do was just follow the trail of, of motor oil, uh, coolant, and engine parts to his house. Wow. That's hilarious. Now, the, you know, that's one of those instances where, you know, when you wake up the next day and you're sober and you realize you're in jail, <laughs> you just go, I should not have stopped for fast food. Aaron was right on one meal and workout. Fast food's bad for you. You should, I should not have stopped for that Taco Bell. Yeah. And, uh, the uh, there's a quote there i'm trying to find where it was but uh, uh it says the police officer says we were able to track the vehicle fluids back to his house about two miles away upon uh, the interview he admitted that he purposely hit the building because he was mad because they messed up his order nice that's that, that's right up there with with the guy that goes in to rob the store and pretends to be applying for a job and fills out the application yeah. with his actual information and then robs the store and leaves with the application still there. So because he was mad about a 99-cent taco, uh, he crashed his truck, and he's now currently in jail, arrested for felony vandalism. Not scumbag of the week, but idiot of the week, quite possibly. Yes, absolutely. So you remember the story of Peter Pan and Captain Hook, right? course yeah so there's a claw there's a an alligator that eats uh captain hook's hand well it turns out captain hook is from florida <laughs> so in boca grande florida a uh a, there was a uh a fishing tournament for veterans they were taking these guys out for for memorial day they were taking these guys out on these uh like deep sea fishing expeditions and this guy who has a prosthetic hand uh, the the fish ripped the pole out of his hand with the hand still attached and he he drives he uh, the the fish pulls uh, his arm off of his body and sends it away. Uh, Jack Wiseman, one of eight wounded veterans who got spots in the boat, uh, reported this. He said the hand snapped off of the prosthetic device, still hooked to the rod and the rod and reel, and the hand went down into the water. Here's the best part about it. Later that day, somebody else caught the same fish and pulled the hand out and gave it back to the guy. This is this is something right out of a uh, like a uh, Joe uh, Joe Pesci movie or something. <laughs> You know, he, he's on my arm. I don't know what's going on. You know, I could just see that whole scene with him <laughs> or him catching the arm. That He'd be more likely. He'd be the guy that caught the arm the second time. Yeah. So uh, it says somebody crazy. else hooked the same fish with a rod and my hand was still attached and they brought it back to us. So that's my fishing story. <laughs> and I have to say this, PKU, I don't mean to encourage you, but I have to say it. Give that man a hand. <laughs> yeah. And then he follows that up with. I'd give my right arm to be that lucky. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we haven't been keeping up with show titles. That's probably a pretty good one. You know uh, what? I have just now realized I have not written a single one down. What is going on? We're I, so I, thrown off by Sean not being around. I hope the chat we'll room just, has got our back. We'll just scroll back up through the chat room. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so this next one, uh, again, also sent by Pete. I'm calling this one Best Graduation Video Ever. Uh, this is in uh, Denmark, so in Hellerup, Denmark. Uh, the principal of a uh, there's about 450 students, so this is a small school. Uh, we're showing a video that was supposed to honor the students. Uh, in the middle of the video is one of those students having sex. 
that's the whole story. That's all there is to it. Uh, and the, <laughs> it doesn't say how long it lasted, but it was just, you know, that you've all been to graduations. You've seen them, the baby pictures, the, the you know, first day of school stuff, all the guys holding up yearbooks and all that, whatever the Dutch equivalent of that is. And right in the middle of it is one of the, the students having sex uh, with somebody. So that was his uh take on it and so they're well, they're having a conversation with the person who edited the video yeah well apparently it, you know kind of reading through the article it almost sounds like that that was a stunt or a prank or a gotcha that somebody played on the student right they got a hold of the video and thought this will be great i'll get mark i'll stick this video you know i'll teach him for videoing himself with some random girl <laughs> and uh so they're not they're not pressing charges on the student or the lady but whoever the person that did the video editing yeah, so that's that's awesome. That's that's a way to spice up one of those boring ceremonies. Right oh yeah, there. that was a good one. I, I bet you they, um, if nothing else, they'll they they will forever remember. That's right. That. And certainly he will. Um, and probably lots of parents got questions <laughs> from little little Jimmy and little little Janie, the brothers and sisters that were there. So while we're in the in the school thing, see, you can tell I work in education because a lot of my stories are school-related. Uh, here's a young lady. Um, some might call her a hero. Uh, some call her a delinquent. Um, and this is in, uh, oh, I for, uh, Leesburg, Florida. Umatilla. It's in Florida again. Imagine that. Um, a young girl by the name of Stormy Rich, she's 18 years old, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of reading the article, I'm just going to summarize it because it's fairly long. Uh, this girl rides the bus to school every day to and from school. There's a young mentally retarded, uh, wait, you're not supposed to say that anymore. Mentally challenged, challenge mentally challenged. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You know, actually, can I just stump for just a moment? Retarded is the best word possible because it just means slow. It doesn't mean incapable. It just means they're slower right. about things. It's the perfect word. Anyway. Yeah. It's it, the reason they don't want us to use it is because people have taken it and right. made it into a derogatory. So anyway, there was there was this uh, this uh, child, uh, I believe it was a girl, who's been bullied on a regular basis, uh, yep. and and Stormy says that you know she didn't even have the capacity to realize she was being bullied, like she thought they were laughing with her and not at her, and so this went on. Um, she was on the middle school bus because um, she uh, that's you know she even though she's a high school senior she was on the middle school bus because that's just how the routes work uh so finally she uh complained to the bus driver bus driver didn't do, do anything about it she complained to the principal principal didn't do anything about it so here it is the last week of school she did something about herself she stood up interposed herself between the bullies and the person being bullied and said knock it off or i'm gonna kick your butt those are my words not hers uh basically she you know she made it known that she was going to take action to her own hand so what did the school do called her a bully and threw her off the bus craziness not only that but she's not allowed to ride the bus anymore ever now she's a senior and they're getting out of school in just a few days so that's not a big deal to her but uh for standing up because she was louder than the other people she got thrown off the bus right like right there the bus driver stopped and threw her off and said you can never ride this bus again because you're a bully and we don't tolerate bullies we're a zero tolerance school the, there's just this is one of those again instances that's just wrong on so many levels that's just crazy and you know, I'm props to her for doing the right thing, even if she didn't get the the system backing her up on it. And I yeah. hope that hope that doesn't change her attitude about it. Yeah, Stormy Rich, you keep standing up. 
for the yeah. little guy who's being bullied. And if that means you have to uh, take a uh, take it on the chin sometimes, that's okay. You go ahead and do it. And the last story we have this week, uh, last one, is a cop who's tough on crime and on dirt. <laughs> Jason Rocco uh, uh, in the Pittsburgh area, Pittsburgh suburbs. This is so incredibly bizarre. Anna, Anna, uh, Avalon, Pennsylvania. Um, the the I, I don't even know where to go. Uh, police officer Jason Roscoe is charged with trespassing and criminal mischief for allegedly breaking into a no- neighbor's home to wash his clothes. The police, when they questioned him, he said the home's back door was already open and I had some laundry to do. That's it. That's the that, whole story. That's uh, that again. This is one of those things where you can't do it, Mark. You try to put yourself in their situation every week and try to think through what they were thinking and figure out um, how they got to the point where the guy thought, you know what, my neighbor's not home. His back door's unlocked. I know it's broken. I've seen seen it. Him try to get it shut before and it won't shut. I got some laundry I need to do. I'll just go do laundry at his house. It's not breaking and entering. The door's already open. And right. I'm it's a cop. Anything. They should trust me. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. He's a cop. Cops should know better. Anyway, that's a show title. Cops should know better. Cops should know better. Yeah, no vandalism, no theft, just trespassing. Uh, well, I guess you could technically say he stole the water. Um, right. So that could and be electricity theft. and electricity. Yeah. It's so anyway, that's dollar ninety five. That's kind of a. a uh, uh, a wimpy, you know, we didn't go out with a bang. We went out with a whimper on that one. But it's just weird. It's just weird. But that's going to be the last thing you think about when you lay down in bed tonight. Why was there a cop doing laundry in his neighbor's house? Because he is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only explanation. All right. Mark, that was uh, that was a fun show. I, I hate that we had to do it, just the two of us in this, only because that means Sean wasn't able to be with us. But I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yes. Because it isn't just the two of us, Mark. We're not alone in this endeavor. We have with us Pete PKU. We've got Texas Mom. We've got Jim Beeson. We've got Florida Mandy. We've got a paranoid shell. We've got Eddie, who's always in the chat room and never says anything. And I'll probably skip somebody. The BD Quick. And we had Uber Geek for a while, or as I like to call him, UB3GR33K. I'm sure you do. Yeah, well, so thanks for listening live. If you, if you want to do that, if you want to see uh, all the ridiculous measures we go through because I live in uh, <laughs> essentially green acres and don't have any real bandwidth, you can do that uh, <laughs> Tuesday nights at uh, t- uh, 9 p.m. Central Time. Excuse me, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time at elementop.com slash live. You can check us out there. But also, you can uh, give us uh, uh, content uh, like Mutt Boy and Pete PKU and uh, a number of others have this week. Um, you can email them to me. Just go to the website and click the Contact Us button, and that'll pull up a page. That's the way a lot of them are doing it. My email address is mark at elementop.com. You can send it that way. Uh, Corey uh, Knapp is fond of doing it on Twitter. You can tweet at elementop. I will see all of those things if you do it. Send me the link. Send me the good. Send me the bad. You save me the trouble of researching it. So well, uh, what we, The only thing we don't want you to do is we want you to go and hit the button and uh, leave a voicemail for us to, to read on, to play on the show like Jim has done before. Uh, maybe, you know, hit, even type your number in and have 
uh, element OP call you and leave a voicemail, but don't say, hey, I've got a green link for you. It's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.upi.com forward slash odd underscore news forward slash 2012 slash 05 slash 29 slash sex dash tape dash splash dash into dash graduation dash video forward slash UPI dash 7228133143 slash question mark SPT equals MPS at and percent or equals one dash space dash space change space bar space remove. <laughs> Don't do that, whatever you do. Yes, whatever you do, don't do that, because Google Voice only allows for three minutes. And I got to say, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I have an, uh, an email or I'd like voicemail. to see the transcription of that, though. I have a voicemail today from a guy who, who I think it was the Everyday Linux show. I'm not even sure. He rambled for the full three minutes. Google cut him off in mid-sentence, and I still don't know what he was talking about. So <laughs> I would love to hear the trans the transcription of that what I just said though. <laughs> yeah. It, it would probably be something involving I, I don't even want to guess. I'm not even gonna It would be an infinite number of monkeys using an infinite number of keyboards and you'd get the collective works of William Shakespeare. You would every time. Aaron, minutes or less. Thanks for being with us. How can people find out more about you? Well, you know, you've you, you see me in the chat room as former fat guy and you've heard me mention one meal and workout. That's kind of the thing I do. One meal and workout.com is my website, uh, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you go. One meal and workout. That's the number one meal, the number one workout. That's me. All right. And I just told you how to find me, Market Element OP, forums, chat room, yada, yada. Go there, do stuff, make it happen. Yes. So thank you for joining us. And that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.